Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today for this podcast. We've got a lot to discuss as we continue our preview of this very vital offseason for the New York Islanders. We will talk about some potential unrestricted free agents or players who are available who the Islanders may target this offseason as they try to improve their offense and improve their power play. We will have our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will talk a little bit about uh, another player as we continue to review all the players who appeared for the New York Islanders this past season and discuss where they're at right now and what their perspective is moving forward. So, Lots to talk about on today's show. Don't forget, if there's an Islanders question, comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air as we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, the handle is at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and happenings. So, first, a little bit of news right now. Uh, the NHL announcing on Monday its first and second team all-star teams postseason and its all-rookie team. Unfortunately, no members of the New York Islanders on that team. And you know what? Uh, if, if you think about it, that is fair. If you want to look at the top two centers, top four wings, top four defensemen in the league, top two goalies in the league, none of the Islanders, based on their performances in the regular season, are quite ready to fit into that into that spot. Now, maybe... A couple of years down the road, when he reaches his full potential, Matt Barzal might be able to fit into that category. But look, he's not there yet. Is he an all-star? Absolutely. And a deserving all-star at that. But none of the Islanders players on this roster just yet have reached that elite uh, symbol or status where, you know, they are going to be uh, all-stars postseason for the New York Islanders. And again, we'll get to that point, hopefully, in the near future. Meanwhile, uh, Islanders co-owner Scott Ledecky basically talking uh, 
on Tuesday with some Islanders season ticket holders mentioning the continued construction of the UBS arena at Belmont and how that's going to, in Ledecky's mind, make the Islanders a desired destination for NHL free agents. And that's an interesting question. Um, You know, whether or not the Islanders will be, I, I think the playoff run, the fact that Lou Lamorello is their GM, and the fact that they're a year away from uh, playing in a new arena are all positives that this team has. Ownership is good. They are willing to spend money, and they're up against the cap, and and <clears throat> the fact that they're willing to spend the money, unlike uh, the way ownership was in past years, whether that was by choice or by necessity, you know, these are all positives. Uh, and certainly reaching the Stanley Cup, you know, conference finals was a positive as well. But I am still not sure the Islanders will be uh, a real destination type of thing for players. Look, Toronto, Montreal, the, the, the Canadian cities, especially for Canadian-born players, is going to have a certain allure. The original six franchises, whether that's the Rangers, the Bruins, the Red Wings, the Blackhawks, or, you know, Montreal and uh, Toronto up north, those teams will always have a certain cachet. Then you have other teams that are successful that have a lot of support. You have your Flyers, your Penguins, uh, for example. Uh, Those teams have a certain amount of attraction for a lot of players. The thing about the Islanders, there is young talent. There is a, a winning coach. I wonder whether or not the fact that the Islanders are far from being the top dog in this media market. Look, you you go to Toronto, and there is no team that's more important to the Toronto media in any sport than the Maple Leafs. You go to Montreal, same thing. Uh, You know, the CFL team is one thing. There is no NBA. There is no Major League Baseball you know, in, in Montreal, the Canadiens are it. You're not going to have that on Long Island. In fact, you know, if you're the, uh, if you're a hockey fan in the New York metropolitan area, yeah, the Islanders may be the best team out there, but they are not the most popular just yet. And that may prove to be a little bit of a drawback, the lack of attention that the Islanders get. Now, some people may prefer that. But it is one of those things that certainly will hold the Islanders back to some from being an absolute, you know, destination where they have to go. And, you know, I think back to the story that I heard uh, from Bill Torrey when he was talking about Al Arbor and how he got Al Arbor to come to uh, Long Island. At first, Arbor did not want to, and he was, you know, a Canadian-born uh, player uh, slash coach, and his image was New York City, and he didn't want to live in New York City. And so Al Arbor was shown around Long Island, and hey, you can go fishing here. It's suburban. There's woods. There's, you know, all kinds of different places to eat. That You know, and New York City, if you want to go there, 
it's half hour, an hour, whatever, depending on where you are, away. And Bill Torrey was able to sell Al Arbor on Long Island after he visited it. And maybe that is something that would attract a, a number of free agents nowadays, where, hey, we've got a new arena, it's, you, you can live in the city if you want, you can live on Long Island if you want, uh, you can live in Queens, uh, and, you know, we have this young up-and-coming team, we just made the final four in the league conference finalists, there are a lot of positives to attract uh, fans and players, rather, uh, free agents to Long Island, to the Islanders organization. Uh, I think they'll probably, this offseason, be in that second tier of desirable free agent teams. Not quite, you know, the big money, high prestige, very popular franchises, but maybe right below that. And you know what? Even that is a big step up for the Islanders, who in the past struggled to attract free agents. So, going to be an interesting offseason. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll talk about another player on the Islanders and review his season and where he fits in next year, plus a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And Islanders fans, if you want to take care of yourself, you've got to try a Built Bar. Built Bar is by far the best-tasting protein bar ever. Other protein bars don't taste so good, taste medicine-y almost, or bitter, and, and the consistency isn't good, you don't have that problem. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They come in 18 amazing flavors. Some of them have nuts. Some of them are nut-free. All of them are delicious, soft, and easy to chew. How about these six new flavors? Cookies and cream, ap- apple almond crisp, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, and caramel brownie. You can't go wrong with any of those. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein, and they're great for the keto diet. How about the peanut butter flavor? 19 grams of protein in each bar, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, for a limited time, while supplies last, you can get a free cooler with any purchase. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On, you will get $10 off your next order. That's the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, I believe we are one day late on this one. But yes, one day late, but happy 33rd birthday to Islanders center slash wing Derek Brassard, the whole uh, Quebec native, was originally a first-round pick, sixth overall, of the Columbus Blue Jackets back in 2006, made his debut with the Blue Jackets in 07-08, then went on to the New York Rangers during the 2012-2013 trade deadline, stayed with them for three full seasons before heading off to Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Florida, Colorado, and then this season, the New York Islanders. In 66 games, Brassard with 10 goals and 32 points. He was a minus two during the regular season. In the playoffs, 18 games for Derek Brassard, two goals and eight points, but some of those goals were extremely clutch. We're going to look back at one of Derek Brassard's better games 
as an Islander. It is at the Nassau Coliseum this past November, November 13th, 2019. Islanders and Toronto Maple Leafs. Frederick Anderson is the goalie for the Leafs, while Simeon Varlamov was the netminder for the Islanders. Islanders getting on the board first. Matt Barzal, his eighth from Jordan Eberle at 14-23 as the top line strikes to give the Islanders the early lead. Then in the final minute of the period, with Travis Dermott in the box for tripping, Anthony Bevilier delivers a power play goal, his third from Ryan Pulak and Derek Brassard at 19:21. And after 20 minutes, the Islanders had a 2-0 lead. That lead evaporated quickly, just 43 seconds into the second period, Kasperi Kapanen gets his fifth from some guy named John Tavares and Travis Dermott. Then at 11:22, William Nylander, his eighth from Andreas Janssen and Jake Muzzin. And quickly, the game is tied at two. But the Islanders get back into the lead late in the second period. Derek, uh, excuse me, Anthony Bevilier, his fourth. Derek Broussard with his second assist of the game and another assist to Brock Nelson. After 40 minutes, the Islanders clinging to a 3-2 lead. In the third period with Jake Muzzin off for cross-checking, Broussard comes through with a power play goal. His sixth from Matt Barzal and Ryan Pulak, and it is suddenly a 4-2 Islanders lead. Toronto pulls their goalie early, Casey Sezikis, gives the Islanders a 5-2 lead with an empty net goal with 2 minutes and 28 seconds still left in regulation. Clutterbuck and Bailey with the assist, but the, to their credit, the Leafs don't quit. Justin Hall, uh, Hall gets his first from uh, Gautier and Shore at 18-13, and then John Tavares scores with 38 seconds left. His sixth from Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews, but the Islanders do hold off the Leafs and Skate away with a 5-4 to four victory. Two goals for Anthony Bevilier, uh, a goal and an assist for Matt Barzal, but Derek Broussard, one goal and two assists in this one. His goal coming on the power play, and he had five shots on goal along with Anthony Bevilier to help pace the Islanders in this one. So, happy birthday, to Derek Brassard as we look back at one of his better games, a three-point night as an Islander. Derek Brassard turning 33 yesterday, and we hope he had a very, very happy birthday. Let's examine Derek Brassard because he really is uh, the player we're going to look at today uh, when we look back, and we're going to review every player's season and their impact on the Islanders. Again, 10 goals, 32 points in 66 games, which is really uh, close to a point every other game. And if you consider that Broussard is a third liner, that's not a terrible amount of production. You, you know, prorate that to an 82-game season. He probably has about, you know, 14, 15 goals, maybe 42 points, 44 points, something in that range, uh, you know, 40, 41 points, let's say. And that's not uh, a very bad season for a third-line center. Obviously, however, 
the issue for Broussard is that he is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent, and I don't necessarily see him coming back. His best hockey, again, happened during the Islanders' 17-game point streak. And, you know, he had goals in five straight games, starting on October 24th against Arizona, uh, and then culminating on November 2nd against the Buffalo Sabres. And this is all during the Islanders' winning streak. He had five goals and one assist in that six-game stretch, then came up with another point-scoring streak uh, that, the again, while the Islanders were still enjoying that 17-game streak, had an assist in the win against Florida, the goal and two assists that we just described against Toronto, two assists against Philadelphia, two assists against Pittsburgh, and then another assist against Pittsburgh in uh, the next-to-last game of the streak. And... You know, again, that was a very impressive run, but after that, he scores a goal November 27th and then doesn't score again for three weeks and just only picks up points sporadically after that. So the inconsistency really was an issue for uh, Derek Broussard and, again, playing his best hockey early in the season and not as a center, more as a wing when he moved up to the second line, did see some time on the second power play unit, but overall, uh, I don't see the Islanders asking him back. He's now 33 years old, uh, probably has another contract or two left in his NHL career, certainly a capable bottom six forward, pretty good on faceoffs, a good team guy, but his effort and his performances tend to be a little bit inconsistent, and I don't see the Islanders shelling out more money for him in the future. So, Derek Broussard, my guess is he is elsewhere next season. When we come back, we'll discuss some of the potential targets for the Islanders in free agency this year. That and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, I'm going to throw out a, a few names who are potential targets for the Islanders in free agency. The big issue, again, for the Islanders, whether it's, again, whether it's free agency or trades, the big issue is cap space. And no doubt, Lou Lamorello is going to have to be creative in freeing up some cap space. There are no buyouts the way that... Uh, you know, that won't hurt the Islanders with the cap. That was not part of the new collective bargaining agreement that the league signed. So uh, there's going to have to be some trades made uh, for the Islanders to free up some cap space. But look, there is no question in anybody's mind that the Islanders definitely need to increase their offense to become truly elite. And, you know, I'll go back to the dynasty years, if you like, 74-75, the breakthrough season for the Islanders, where they go to the Stanley Cup semifinals on that magical playoff run and force a game seven against the Flyers. And then the next couple of seasons, they're good. Uh, but it was the addition of a sniper, a true sniper in Mike Bossy, 
that helped make them an elite team. And by 1978-79, they had the best record in the NHL. And then a year later, they win that cup. The Islanders do not have that sniper. And Matt Barzal, I think, is a good goal scorer. But he's more of a 25-30 to 30 kind of goal scorer. Maybe he gets between 30 and 35 later on in his career. But I, I think they still need that sniper, that Ovechkin, or maybe one of these players who can help add to the offense. The To me, the best target, if he's out there and available, is Patrick Lene of the Winnipeg Jets. He has scored as many as 44 goals in a season, did that back in 2017-2018, never scored less than 30 goals in a complete NHL season, had 28 this year in 68 games, so if he had another 14 games to play, no doubt he would have topped 30 points, and he's he's realistically more of a goal scorer, you know, than a uh, assist guy. This year, in fact, was the first season in his NHL career that he had more assists than goals, 28 goals, 35 assists. He's going to get you between let's say 65 and and 70 points a year, but if 30 to 40 of them are goals, boy, oh boy, that makes a difference for the Islanders. And best of all, Lanay is only 22 years old. He'll turn 23 next April. So he would be an absolutely desirable target, but the problem is, uh, obviously, he is looking for big, big bucks, and he's one of those guys who can choose his destination. Now, another possible target, and this one makes sense, Smithtown, Long Island native Kyle Palmieri, uh, now with the New Jersey Devils, formerly with the Anaheim Ducks. Palmieri, 29 years old, he'll turn 30 in February, so he's got a little while to go there. A steady 25-goal scorer this year, 25 goals, 45 points in 65 games with a struggling New Jersey Devils team. Career-high 30 goals back in 2015-2016. He's got the leadership qualities that you're looking for. Not as much of a sniper as Lane, not a pure goal scorer at that level, but the fact that he's from Long Island, the fact that he's familiar with the division and the area, and uh, the fact that he is a little bit older probably means he comes cheaper, may be willing to take a very slight hometown discount to come to Long Island because he's from here, and that is another maybe more realistic possibility for the Islanders. Another player who has been talked about a lot uh, by a lot of people, and his name came up before the trade deadline, Mike Hoffman. Hoffman, also uh, 30, he'll be 31 in November. Uh, again, somewhere between 25 and 35 goals is his usual output, career-high 36 goals with the Florida Panthers in 2018-2019. In 69 games this year, 29 goals and 59 points. I would love to add a Mike Hoffman to the Islanders roster. The question just becomes, again, fitting him under the cap. He's a winger who would easily fit 
on the Islanders' top line. Another player that uh, I think will be even tougher to try to sign, and I don't see it happening, but there is a possibility, and that is Taylor Hall. And, you know, Hall is talented. He does have a past relationship with uh, the Devils and, you know, maybe Lou Lamorello as well. And it just becomes a question of getting him here. He is 28 years old, uh, former first overall pick by the Oilers. Hard to believe it's already been uh, 10 years since the Oilers picked him up. Uh, You may say he's underachieved at times during his career, Uh, had 16 goals uh, this year and 52 points with the Devils and Arizona Coyotes, Uh, and again, high of 39 goals and 93 points back in 2017-2018 with the Devils. A player they could definitely use, but I think he would cost more than anybody else on this list, with the possible exception of Lanay. Unlikely, but hey, maybe Lou Lamorello can work his magic. That's going to do it for us for today's episode of Locked On Islanders. We'll be back every day this week, Monday through Friday, with another show. Please subscribe if you're enjoying the show, so that the next episode is always waiting on your podcatcher of choice whenever you're ready to listen to it. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.